0: Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a basic text study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our basic text, Narcotics Anonymous. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the basic text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then our participation will be well worth the effort. We're gonna have introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy.
1: Hi everybody, my name is Donna. I'm an addict, I live in Eugene, Oregon. My clean date is Thanksgiving 1985. My home uh, area is Lane County area of Narcotics Anonymous. We have lots of great meetings out here. Come on out and see us. Happy to be here.
2: Hi everybody, my name is Eva P from uh, Salem, Oregon. My clean date is 610 2000 My area
3: is the Mid-Willamette Valley area of Narcotics Anonymous. My home group is Live for Today and uh, it's on Wednesday nights at 7.30 at Westminster Church.
2: Come and find me, I would love to meet you.
4: Hey family, my name is Allison C. I'm an addict. Um, I live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana and I'm in the Bayou Recovery Area. My clean date is April 13th, 2010, thanks.
2: Hello everyone, my name is Brian B. I am an addict. Uh, My clean date is 11-18-2019. I'm a member of the WE area of Narcotics Anonymous. My home group is the Sunday Morning Literature Meeting of N.A. Uh, come down and see us sometime. We'd love to have you.
5: Hey, I'm Jessica. Um, I'm from Berea, Kentucky, and we're part of the Kentucky Survivors Area. My clean date is December 1st, 2015, and my home group is NA as such in Nicholasville, Kentucky. We meet Monday nights at 7.
3: Hi. My name's Paul, I'm an addict. Uh, I got clean in New Orleans, Louisiana. I attend meetings in New Orleans and the Pensacola area. Uh, My home group is the Open Mind Group that meets on Monday nights at 7.30. Uh, I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast. And uh, if you're on a relapse, come back to the fellowship, we need you.
6: Phil Addict, my clean date is 4, 1995. Um, I live in Pittsburgh pittsburgh pennsylvania and um uh, my home group is uh men in recovery in pittsburgh at
7: the uh anala recovery uh, center hey i'm edgar i'm an addict um uh, my clean date is march 9th 2015 i am from the capital area of n.a in uh, raleigh north carolina so hope you enjoy the podcast
0: i'm an addict my name is douglas L. my clean date is march 12th 2000 got clean in southwestern Pennsylvania. Uh, really excited that you're tuning in. I suggest that you get your basic text, a highlighter, and a pen or pencil. And uh, here we go. Welcome back to the basic text study for the Anonymous podcast. This is episode 13. We're going to begin on page 29. We must be. And Paul M. is going to facilitate. Take it away, Paul.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Paul. I'm an addict. We're, uh, top of page 29 just want to take a second just to remember our sister Eva, who's not with us this evening. We're sending out love and good thoughts to her. So at the top of 29, I'm gonna read and, uh, and then share a second and then we'll uh, see what else everybody has to say. We must be done with the past, not cling to it. We want to look our past in the face, see it for what it really was and release it so we can live today. The past, for most of us, has been a ghost in the closet. We have been afraid to open that closet for fear of what that ghost may do to us. We do not have to look at the past alone. Our wills and our lives are now in the hands of our higher power. Writing a thorough and honest inventory seemed impossible. It was as long as we were operating under our own power. We take a few quiet moments before writing and ask for the strength to be fearless and thorough. So this is not something to be done alone. It's something to be done with a sponsor, with support. Um, And, you know, it's a continuing activity. (laughs) It's so funny that that Doug asked me to facilitate and we're on step four. I, this week, just kind of had this revelation about being damaged as a kid and being humiliated and bullied as a kid still affects a 60 year old man i have this um so like whenever i feel attacked i i'm much better nowadays of not attacking back because that was that's what i did when i was you know, when I got here, that's how I re- reacted to the world. So I don't do that as much, but what I do have is this internal dialogue of if they say this, I'm going to come back with this. And then if they say that, then I'm going to do this. And it's just a lot of energy to protect the ego. And, uh, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to walk in the world as hostile, I want to see it as loving and caring as my higher power, and um, and it's just something that's it's just kind of unvo- unfolded to me very recently of this need to attack back and and surrendering, starting to surrender that and feeling taken care of by my higher power. So, um I, I don't know. That's just for me. That's the things that's coming up this week. Anybody else got something on these first two paragraphs?
1: Donna. So I, I, don't, I think I've told you guys that I've been working on a fourth step for a while now, and um, uh, when we got shut down with the, from the pandemic, I just had, I put it aside. I just like because I had never done an inventory where I didn't have like in the most painful parts I didn't have somebody like I could grab a hold of I could hug I could touch I could have somebody be sitting beside me if I needed to just to go through that stuff and so I put it aside you know and um, uh, most people will tell you that stopping in the middle of an inventory is a bad idea uh, continuing when I was alone like that felt like a really bad idea too um, I have restarted And um, I have, I found the support online that I've needed to do that and my sponsor and I figured out how to spend a little time together outside socially distanced, you know, kind of thing. So when I'm ready to share my fifth step, she'll be, you know, we can figure out how to do it. Um, uh, I think uh, one of the things that's very important for me is uh, where it talks here about being honest and thorough, you know, uh, there's always you know, new things we're going to learn, you know, 35 years later, I'm doing another inventory. I'm still learning some things about myself, about why I do what I do and how come I keep getting myself into certain situations. Um, uh, But doing just the best I can with the step I'm working on, you know, I look back at the four steps, the inventories I've done in the past and to the best of my ability, they were thorough and honest. I wasn't Holding back anything. I wasn't trying to keep secrets from other people. Maybe I was trying to keep some secrets from myself, you know, and that stuff just comes up over time. Um, But, uh, you know, again, like we talked about last week, like there's nothing I can't ask my higher power to help me with, nothing at all. And certainly uh, writing an inventory, you know, helping me be thorough and uh, fearless and safe, you know, is very important. So that's all for me. Thanks,
3: Donna. Anybody else? Brian, why don't you do the next two paragraphs, please.
2: In step four, we begin to get in touch with ourselves. We write about our liabilities such as guilt, shame, remorse, self-pity, resentment, anger, depression, frustration, confusion, loneliness, anxiety, betrayal, hopelessness, failure, fear, and denial. We write about the things that bother us here and now. We have a tendency to think negatively, so putting it on paper gives us a chance to look more positively at what is happening.
3: Anybody got a comment about all those lists of, uh, I guess, character defects? I, I don't, I to, <laughs> I saw Donna, uh, choking up on that. Phil, what do you got?
6: Uh, yeah, that, that, that was good. Um, uh, you, um, uh, you're saying character defects. I'll, I'll just say, uh, re, uh, forms of, uh, of all those, uh, negative, uh, reactions, uh, that, um, definitely, um, uh, before, uh, writing, uh, the first, uh, the fourth step, uh, I was consumed with, with all of, of those things, uh, not really realizing the importance of, of um, listing them and, and the freedom uh, that goes uh, on with them. Um, and just thinking of, of, of things uh, in writing a four step, uh, how hocus pocus uh, stuff can be. But uh, looking at it for for what what it is, uh, uh, I don't want those things now. You know, some time has uh, uh, gone by. I I don't welcome or, or cherish uh, any any of those things. And uh, uh, back to um, the beginning, and I, I uh, we, although we went through this, but the first thing uh, that was read: we must be done with the past, not cling to it. And um, that has a whole lot of merit.
3: Phil brings up a good point about the first four step. Um, if you if this is your first time through, it won't. Hopefully, it won't be your last four step. So I got when I first did my first four step, I got this. Like, oh my God, it has to be searching and fearless. Oh my God, I have to get every inch, piece you know, minuscule part down on paper, or I'm going to die. And that was that gift of desperation that can be paralyzing as well. And it shouldn't be. You're going to get down on the paper as much as you can, and then you're going to move on. And there'll be times for the other stuff to come up that that will be on subsequent four steps. So move through it. (laughs) Don't get sucked into the quicksand of the four step. Anybody else? Doug,
0: yeah, I think, I think that's a really good point, Paul. Not to not to you know tread water with that because of fear of like not knowing what to do, how to do it. Is it going to just, you know, um, you know? So what do I do with it? And and these um, like these defects, as you brought up, you know, when when I when I roll through a four step and and I work my guys through one, and you know, what covers all these are like the the first three parts, you know. Of that four step is like we're going to write about our resentments we're going to write about our angers and we're going to write about our fears you know and and if we boil a lot of these down you know we can find traces in that you know where am i centered around resentments angers and fears out there um and, and you know and thinking in, in in the paragraph uh that you had that you had read paul starting this off our wills and our lives are now in the hands of our higher power you know with that perspective like if we look at our will as our thoughts, right? And then and then our lives are our actions. If we if we look and say, okay, hey, you know, these these things are in the uh, in the care of a higher power. Man, I can cruise through some of this stuff. You know, I can take a look at some of this stuff and and um is it going to be painful? Probably, right? I mean, like let's, you know, if if you know, if if you're listening here and and you are embarking on this first four step, it's going to be uncomfortable, man. Uh but it's going to be worth it. You know and that's the backdrop you know i think is is needed to, to be heard sometimes it's like you know hey maybe painful and uncomfortable but like the old timers kicked it to us man like get comfortable with being uncomfortable right you know what i mean like look it, it's not going to be as uncomfortable as being strung out was right walk through this four step man you know we got you on this and and i'm really excited to 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 look at the you know the asset part because look um I've taken many four steps and, and really up until recently, like my total transparency is this up until very recent, talking about maybe the last couple of years, I never did the asset part of it. Just never did, man. It was just wasn't something that I focused on and the people I was working with never focused on. And, and, um, and, and you know what, that really kind of played into, into me anyways, man. I like to examine everything that's fucked up with me. It's tough to, you know, it's tough to say, yeah, you know what? I can rock with this. It, this is something good about me, right? It feels like artificial way to talk about that. So anyway, um, I guess, you know, maybe I'll jump in on something like that in the next couple paragraphs, but those are going to be my comments. I'll pass.
3: Thanks, Doug. Anybody else? Go ahead, Brian.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I just had to give it some thought here. And, um, you know, I, I think when I whenever I wrote this out, you know, a lot of things came up for me personally and a a lot of it had to do with shame uh remorse uh just for a lot of the things that I that I did you know to get to get the next one and um you know once I put it on paper because you know I might have shared before when I wrote out my first step it was kind of like a fourth step because I just wanted to get this stuff written down somewhere because I I had to face it because I, I just wanted to be free of it and um you know, it was really, really hard to look at, you know, the things that I did that I would never think about doing now that I'm clean and, uh, just, just the freedom that came from, from writing it and, you know, and then eventually sharing it with my sponsor. And, uh, you know, just from my experience of a, a friend of mine and I were writing to a meeting the other day and, uh, he was sharing with me, of course, we were talking recovery and, uh, he was sharing with me about how he stuck on the fourth step. And, uh, you know, how he really doesn't want to look at a past relationship, and, and I felt his pain there, and, and I just let him know that, uh, you know, in a loving way to, like, really try to, to get it done, you know, and, and keep moving with it, because if you get stuck on it, you know, it, it's not a really good spot to be, in, in my opinion, and, uh, you know, he received that, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he's moved on, and, uh, you know, because, you know, from my experience, uh, the steps are the key to freedom, you know, and, and, and being stagnant and stuck on the step is not a good place to be. So uh, that, that's just my take on it. Thanks.
3: Thank you. Anybody else? Allison, why don't you take the next two paragraphs beginning with assets.
4: Sure. Assets must also be considered if we are to get an accurate and complete picture of ourselves. This is very difficult for most of us because it is hard to accept that we have good qualities. However, we all have assets many of them newly found on the program, such as being clean, open-mindedness, God awareness, honesty with others, acceptance, positive action, sharing, willingness, courage, faith, caring, gratitude, kindness, and generosity. Also, our inventories usually include material on relationships. We review our past performance and our present behavior to see what we want to keep and what we want to discard. No one is forcing us to give up our misery. This step has a reputation of being difficult. In reality, it is quite simple. Um, Yeah, as we're reading the um, liabilities and then the assets, I I wrote under the liabilities, um, the the problem, the disease, and then under the assets, I wrote the solution and um, the spiritual principles. Um, And I guess for me, what stands out is like, a lot of these are opposites of one another. And so um, I didn't really think about this when I first wrote a fourth step. It wasn't until I got further along in, in the steps that I really saw how these two can come together. But, um, you know, like a lot of other people said, when it came to writing my fourth step, I was really concerned with being thorough. So I got stuck on thinking about everything. And and like it says in in this last sentence, the step has a reputation of being difficult, and reality is quite simple. It is because like I I know all the shit that I feel, game shilt, game shilt, (laughs) guilt, shame, remorse, self pity. I know all those things. I know that story, and a lot of it is when I did my fourth first four step, was very present for me. And, and I said, as I said, in the um, last week, you know, when it came to the assets, that's where I struggled, which is funny because, you know, humility is something that I'm not very great with all the time, but when it came to actually writing about assets, honestly, I struggled with that, but it forced me to realize that I'm not a shitty person. I may have done shitty things, but I'm not a shitty person. And, and it also allowed me to see areas that I have grown or I have the ability to do something different. Um, and so the assets as difficult as they were for me to do, I feel like that was even more difficult than writing about the liabilities. Cause I, I didn't wanna write down all that, that nasty stuff that I had done, it was really uncomfortable. But at the same time, I was ready to get rid of it and just face it and move forward because I knew that I knew the freedom that would come out of that ultimately. Um, yeah. So I don't know that. That's all I got. Thank you. Anybody else? Great, Jessica.
5: Um, yeah. So this step um, for me, I mean, it's, it's assets and liabilities. It's like a positive parts, negative parts, Um, and got the asset part. I guess like Douglas and like Allison were saying, like the asset part was much harder for me than the whole liabilities part. And uh, I was super grateful that they gave us examples because these were like all that I had in the beginning. Like I could not think of anything else other than what's listed on this page, you know? um, I think my sponsor suggested like asking people that I was close with, what my assets were, um, I mean, because I could tell you all about my liabilities. Um, but the way that I did my, I guess both fourth steps have been from um, one is like a back to basics worksheets. I think it's a condensed version of IP number ten, and it, it's like you go over resentments, uh, relationships, self obsession, self centeredness, then shame and guilt, and then there's a uh, fears assets, dreams, and then there's a portion uh, called times we felt victimized, and I think that one was super, I mean, they were all super long except for assets, Um, but it gave me examples, and so I was really, really grateful for that, Um, like growing up, I guess we all, I know I did, uh, developed a lot of coping mechanisms like Like street smarts, if you will, you know, like these codes that we live by when we're using. And um, it just didn't, it just doesn't serve me anymore, you know, getting clean and and working these steps. Um, Like this fourth step is, was my first, what's the word? It was the first opportunity I had to like look at all this stuff. You know, it wasn't just in my brain, it was written down. You know, I could see. These patterns, um, you know, not immediately after talking with my sponsor later and some later steps um, I got a lot more clarity on it, but it's really like the first piece of awareness to these certain behaviors that I had and I like the the last paragraph that we read and that said. Um, see what we want to keep and what we want to discard and you know if it no longer serves me if this isn't helping me anymore, I don't need it so like I just carry around these coping mechanisms that used to work for me but no longer do like when I was using I isolated myself because anybody who came around either wanted my dope or didn't want me to do the dope and that that didn't serve me at the time Um, and so I get to learn like what those are this is really like the first view into who I am who I want to be um things I want to do um, And I just, I love working this step. Like I didn't work steps for probably about six months when I first got here. And then I always heard people share about, oh, the fourth step is so scary. It's so hard, blah, blah, blah. And then I found out that the only people who say that are people who have not worked one yet, because I actually enjoyed working mine. Like, yeah, there was uncomfortable feelings, um, but I'm pretty used to being uncomfortable all the time. So that's really not new, um. That's
3: all I have. Thanks. Thanks, Jessica.
1: Anyone else? Donna. I think we'll probably get into this a little bit more. But um, one of the things I tell people that you know, especially when you're doing your first um, fourth step, is like this is an inventory. So if you were in a business and you were doing going to do an inventory of your business, everything. It gets included, including the little paper rolls that go into the cash register, right? I mean, it's all part of your inventory, right? And you put it all on paper. You write it all down. And so you can take a look at what you need and what you don't need anymore. And like Jessica was saying, you know, it's like what serves me and what does not serve me anymore. And that is the, um, I mean, we're creating a, a, a background so we can go on and work, you know, other steps. Um, and uh, that are really important part of recovery and a really important part of growth and moving forward. But this is just the inventory. We are just writing this down what we have and why we have it. All the good, all the bad, all the paper rolls, you know. And um, one of the things I was taught, uh, and this kind of served me okay, is that my character defects um, were really. A lot of them, my assets taken to extremes, you know, and um, uh, and so I could, and that helped me to start kind of like moving backwards. Like, so where does this come from? This need to be right, right? Is like this self-righteousness kinds of stuff. It's like, where does that stuff come from, you know? And I, you know, and I just got to, you know, by doing inventories and writing this stuff, I found out that, um, you know, being wrong was really dangerous as a child for me you know, and it was unpredictable, never knew what was going to happen. And so it was very important to always be right. And so, you know, that's the kind of things you get from doing an inventory. The things you get to learn about yourself is like, do I need to keep that? Does this still work for me? Or if I do that thing one more time that I've hurt somebody's feeling because, you know, I've um, been self-righteous and indignant and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, I get to, I know where that comes from and I get to make the kind of amends that mean something. So we're setting a, we're setting a, you know the base to move forward, but it's just the base that we're working on at this point.
3: Thanks, Donna. Do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? That's the big question for me all the time. Uh, Edgar, why don't you pick up um, uh, at the bottom of twenty nine we write our inventory and read for the next two paragraphs, please.
7: All right. We write our inventory without considering the fifth step. We work step four as if there were no, no step five, we can ride alone or near other people. Whatever is more comfortable to the rider is fine. We can ride as long or as short as needed. Someone with experience can help. The important thing is to write a moral inventory. If The word moral bothers us. We may call it a positive-negative inventory. The way to write an inventory is to write it thinking about an inventory, talking about it, theorizing about the inventory will not get it written. We sit down with a notebook, ask for guidance, pick up our pen and start writing. Anything we talk about is inventory material. When we realize how little we have to lose and how much we have to gain, we begin this step. Um, you know, I was also, I guess it kind of relates to the last little sentence on the paragraph before that that talks about um this step has a reputation of being difficult in reality it's quite simple and uh i remember uh every time i would get clean i'd hear about the fourth step and people just like it it seems like before you do the fourth step everybody's talking about how bad it is right um And while you're on it, everybody's like, oh my gosh, like I can't get my fourth step done. It's so emotional. It's so this and that. And, uh, you know, it is like there is a lot of stuff that we write in there. But, you know, my experience with the fourth step was, um, you know, when I got to it after doing a thorough one, two and three, it's like I felt ready for it. Right. Like I felt like I had done the taking the steps necessary to get to the point where I could be honest with myself and write about this stuff. And it didn't mean that when I started writing some shit, I've never told somebody I didn't get emotional or it wasn't difficult because it was, but I had the willingness to do it. Cause I was like, you know what? I want to stay clean. And this is the thing that I need to do to stay clean. Um, and I think my sponsor at the time had, a big impact on that because he was like think about all the people that you know that have came in and went back out and think about how many of those people actually did a fourth step right and he was like I'm not telling you that's going to keep you clean forever but like it seems to be a pattern that like when people are able to do a fourth step and look at themselves and like you know find these things that like happened and assess like the good and the bad about them, you know, work through that stuff, he's like, I see more people stay clean to do that. And it just motivated me to to look past the whole, dang, I got to be real honest now, um, part of it, you know. Um, so I just wanted to point that out, man, because, you know, I still hear that a lot in meetings, like people being very afraid of the fourth step. And, you know, it's like, it says it right here, like thinking about it, theorizing about it, talking about it, it's not gonna get it done. Like it's about just sitting down and getting it done. Um, So anyways, thanks for letting me share.
3: Thanks, Edgar. Anybody else? Phil.
6: Um, One thing that stuck out to me was um, uh, if the word moral bothers us uh we make may call it positive negative inventory and um i can honestly say um when i got here the word moral did uh bother me so like looking uh forward into the steps and things like that uh um uh, and not knowing what was what was in in the step work and the things with moral and and doing doing a a inventory um uh, uh, I, I was really bothered because, um, at the end of, um, my road, uh, I did a whole lot of things, um, uh, I'm not proud of. And I can remember, um, uh, when I was out there, different people would say, uh, you got some low morals, you know, or she got some low morals and, and, um, this and that. And I always thought, you know, maybe I had to have some kind of a status quo. But with with the step, you know, uh, there is no status quo with that. It's just just humanness And it. It it uh it is what it is, and it's and it and it's it's just life, and um, um, and just what a relief to uh to know that. That's all I got.
3: Hey Phil, why don't you um do the next two paragraphs, starting with a basic rule of thumb?
6: Oh okay, um. Uh, A basic rule of thumb is that we can write too little, yet we can never write too much. The inventory will fit the individual. Perhaps this seems difficult or painful. It may appear impossible. We may fear that being in touch with our feelings will trigger an overwhelming chain reaction of pain and panic. We may feel like avoiding an inventory because of the fear of failure. When we ignore our feelings, the tension becomes too much for us. The fear of impending doom is so great that it overrides our fear of failure. Um, An inventory becomes a, uh, a relief because the pain of doing it is less than the pain of not doing it. We learn that pain can be a motivating factor in recovery. This facing it becomes unavoidable. Um, every topic of step meeting seems to be on the four step or doing a daily inventory. Through our inventory process, we are able to deal with all the things that can build up. The more we live our program, the more God seems to put us in a position where issues surface. When issues surface, we write about them. Uh, We begin enjoying our recovery because we have a way to resolve shame, guilt, and resentment. Wow. Um, uh, Real quick, um, that's how um, I got to um, do my first four-step. It was a direct result of some pain and and um, there was no room in, inside of me for a situation. Uh, I put myself in and, and, there, and there was no escape. Uh, it was talking about that uh, impending doom. Yeah, there was something over me that, that there was no escape for me. And the, the only way out of it, you know, I went, went here to this part of the country. I went there. I tried to do this and that. And there was no escape there was no more room inside of me. So I had to do something and I knew that I was up in trouble. Um, and I had to write, um, I'll just share this and shut up. Uh, uh, we have so many tools today that we didn't have, um, back in, in 95 when I got here, they just, we just had the, uh, 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 working the four step pamphlet and then, uh, they had some other um, material to that both fellowships uh had used at the time on on writing of uh, the four step, but it's not like our step working guide the information that we have now, but I did write and uh uh I wrote a whole lot of uh things I could remember and, and writing was comforting thanks That's Phil
3: go ahead, Doug yeah
0: uh, the um the part here, you know, so we begin enjoying join our recovery because we have a way to resolve shame, guilt, and resentment. And a lot of that shame, guilt, and resentment for me was all centered around, um, like, a lot of my sex history, right? And and I think that's a that, that's a big part of this this last piece. And it's one line, a couple paragraphs ago, right? It says, you know, a lot of our material is going to be on relationships, and then it's like, well, well, fuck it, maybe I don't have to write <laughs> write about all this stuff, right? It, but now it's a part of it, man. You know, and 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 uh, and my experience with that is, it had been, you know, I'm I may have neglected really getting down to establishing some patterns that cause, you know, me and other people pain, and that, um, you know, and cloud that communication with the higher power, and 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 therefore, and like I think it was, Jessica was talking about, like these patterns that we see through this inventory. Man, if I don't dig in, right, and if I if I don't write on that stuff. And then and then you know, we're about to talk about this, about how, you know, we, we take this inventory and we get busy with the fifth step and stuff. And but if I if I don't if I don't push push through those feelings in the inventory that, I mean, that's an area, man, that causes me shame, guilt, and resentment. Right. We just read about that. And now if we if we just bracket that for a moment and we take a look in, you know, once we go to chapter seven, recovery and relapse, one of the big three food, money, and sex, right there. You know, like it ties back to, I need to, I need to get out a little bit ahead of this thing, man, dig into it an in, in inventory that, you know, in my four step. And what's happened to me was by doing that, I've identified patterns that, of, of things that happen. I have an extensive sex inventory from zero to 12. I mean, it's, it's disgusting in a lot of ways, but I was able to pull out some, some patterns there, man, that I carried with me though or that I needed to kind of like relive somehow, or I needed to to be a part of me, but that fucking didn't work for me, man. Like you folk were just talking about this episode. They, they, that's the, it, it doesn't serve me, man. It doesn't serve me, but so, but why is it like a default? Like when I hit number one on my microwave, it heats the shit up for 30 seconds, right? I don't know how it's programmed or something like that, but that's, that's almost like this was for me, man, until I had to inventory this shit. I didn't know so why, like why is it is this going on? But when I inventory it, man, and I work it, here's what you people do for me through this inventory, right? This is the process. It starts the process of me having a decision now. I can make the decision, hey, do I keep walking this out or can I change it? Now pass. Thanks, John. Uh <laughs>
3: one of the things that was helpful for me, and this may not always happen for everybody, but I had written down, especially the sexual stuff, I had written some stuff down in there that I was mindful of, this is the fourth step and I don't know if I'm gonna talk about it in the fifth step, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I, just, and I went to a convention and I heard that stuff that I had written down coming out of someone else's mouth in a in a room that was not part of the workshops or anything, that was just, you know late night talking about stuff and i was like oh my god i'm not alone i have i'm not the only pay- person in the world who's done this and um it was so powerful and so if if one of us just takes the risk to tell the truth it serves us all you know I, i'm just waiting at any meeting for somebody to just tell the truth so that we can all go home and go <gasps> Thank God. Um, There was the other thing that came up in this about feelings of pain and panic. Nobody has ever died from a feeling while writing a fourth step. Nobody. There are thousands of people who have died from not writing a fourth step. That's it. Simple as that. So that's that's me. And I would say more than thousands probably, which is a shame. Who else? Uh, Jessica, how about the next two paragraphs?
5: The stress once trapped inside of us is released. Writing will lift the lid off of our pressure cooker. We decide whether we want to serve it up, put the lid back on it, or throw it out. We no longer have to stew in it. We sit down with paper and pen and ask for our God's help in revealing the defects that are causing pain and suffering. We pray for the courage to be fearless and thorough and that this inventory may help us to put our lives in order. When we pray and take action, it always goes better for us.
3: I love the uh, pressure cooker metaphor. <laughs> I can relate to that. Sometimes I just want to put the lid back on, but at least I have all the options once the once it's complete. Um, anybody? Go ahead, Phil.
6: I guess I got a little ahead of myself when I when I was speaking, but uh. The next uh, sentence uh, sort of like summed it up, uh, the stress once trapped inside of us is released and um, writing things down um, was definitely a big game changer. And um, seeing, seeing things written down, um, there, was, there was something, um, well, the, the, the different literature says that our uh, force that will be the most loving Thing um, we can do for ourselves, and um, that 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 is so true. And then with the uh, pressure cooker thing too, um, I remember uh, writing writing about it. And then uh, it was one of those feel good things. Okay, I I need to continue writing about um, um, this stuff, and um, and and just just what a um, wonderful process and game changer uh, in recovery. And that's all I got.
3: Thanks, Phil. I I think putting something down on paper has a a profound effect because it, it manages it. Like when it's swirling around in my brain, it seems much bigger and much more uncontrollable when it's just kind of floating around in the ether in my mind. Once I put it down on paper, no, whether it's ten pages or a hundred pages, it's finite. There's a there's a beginning and an end, and that seems manageable. It may take a while, you know what I mean. It may take a while to get through it, but it's it. it there's an ending to it, and as long as I let it swirl in my head, it never ends. It just keeps swirling, and I think that's the thing that's so um, detrimental to addicts is this kind of swirling thing going around in your head. You know, I think that's why meditation is so important—is that to to deal with some of the swirling. So, uh, if you are afraid of that, just start writing. It'll be good. It'll be good. It won't be the last time you write either, but just start writing. There's not a grade. It's not a homework assignment. You, nobody got ever kicked out for not doing their fourth step right. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not that. It's not a pass or fail. Just, just right. Anybody else? Donna, take us home with the last paragraph,
1: please. Just the very last one? Yes. We are not going to be perfect. oh. oh. If we were perfect, we would not be human. The important thing is that we do our best. We use the tools available to us and we develop the ability to survive our emotions. We do not want to lose any of what we have gained. We want to continue in the program. It is our experience that no matter how searching and thorough, no inventory is of any lasting effect unless it is promptly followed by an equally thorough fifth step. So this is where we start talking about some of the stuff that feels scarier, you know, about being vulnerable, really vulnerable with another human being, you know, letting letting some of, I mean, we probably let our sponsor know us a bit up until that point, but um, this this is where, uh, you know, the rubber meets the road, you know, and we're gonna talk about, you know, that stuff that Doug was alluding to earlier, all those, Nasty little secrets the stuff we were gonna take to the grave, you know, and and I was a thorough believer and I have been a thorough believer that whatever I decide to leave off my fourth step is what's going to hurt me. And um, it's going to come back and it's going to haunt me and uh, and so, you know, I have to find the courage to write it down and then and then I have to find the courage to say it, you know, and um, So uh, We've talked a little bit about sponsorship you know, we'll talk, we'll talk more about that, but this is where it's important to have a good sponsor. This is somebody who has a program. They know they have worked the steps themselves. It's good if they have a sponsor and if their sponsor has a sponsor, right? And, um, and, that, um, and that they have a, a, a really good grasp of spiritual principles. You know so that they know whatever your process is whatever my process is whatever my issues are are not theirs right they don't have they don't need to control me or or direct me in a, in a specific way right and so um honestly that just takes time you know and we and we learn that stuff over time i was sponsoring people for the first time a year clean um in my area 35 years ago that was a lot of time you know uh um uh, and I think a person with one day clean can turn to the person with no days clean and say this program really works right and and we you know we bring people along but when it comes to working the steps and trying to get the relief that you're going to get from working the steps that really I, I really could not state any stronger that you really need to have a sponsor who has done that and they have a good working knowledge and they have somebody that they can go to as well. If um, if they need help, figuring some of this stuff out. Thanks. All You're welcome. Anybody else?
3: Go ahead, Douglas.
0: Yeah, I just have a question for the folks here. Um, you know, so what does that look like? You know, kind of in the, in the spirit of what we did with the first, second and the third step. Um, I know with the step working guide you know we have that four step um you know i have my guys do and, and what i do resentments angers and fears and then you know this sex inventory um piece and then and then more you know, i guess recently taking a look at the assets so when anybody like this year so what does that actually look like if it's not the if it's not the step working guide um how did how did you approach the four step and just to benefit the folks listening in who are, who are sitting there saying, okay, look, it says, okay, all I need to do is pick up the pen and the, you know, and, and start writing. But maybe, but maybe an example might, you know, might be beneficial.
1: So I, this is Donna. I use uh, the step working, or no, the um, writing step four in Narcotics Anonymous quite often with my folks. With it's small, it's compact. It's like, okay, let's, let's, you know, do something that's reasonable um if people want to use support though um step working guide absolutely we will do it whatever they want to do we'll do it Uh, um the girls i've been working with for 20 plus years now they have other stuff comes up so other things from other fellowships sometimes are helpful um we're still looking at that inventory It's still a first step no matter what 12 step um um flavor it is um i think one of the things that's really important And I think that they say it in both the writing step four and in the step working guide, very last question is, is there anything you've left off? Is there anything you haven't written down? Is there anything that you are telling yourself that you are never going to tell anybody ever? And then it's important to write that thing down too. And even, and so what I've told, so I've had a couple of people tell me, um, I can't write that down. I can't put it on paper. I said, then you need to tell me. Then let's just have this conversation and tell me, you know. And um, so yeah, just depends on where they're at. Yeah, but this is important. Yeah, this I, I would. And the other thing I guess I think I want to let people know is that um, what, by the first year clean, I expect everybody have to have done their four step. Really, that is just so important to not be, you know, um, hanging out for so long that you're that you're not moving forward with this. Process. There's no reason to remain miserable. And this is part of getting out of that misery.
3: Thanks, Donna. Anybody else with practical applications? I, I, um, I, I have used that pamphlet and um, it, it is compact. I do like it. Um, I, I'm kind of a, a step working guide kind of guy nowadays just because I've become, become kind of comfortable with it. I started with a mimeograph sheet. That was purple (laughs) and um, you could smell it if you wanted to get high, uh, which was good. Um, But that's what I started with back in the eighties for my first four step. And I I was so afraid. I was so afraid writing stuff down. I had this sponsor and uh, they said get something, get a sponsor who has something you want. And he was in a Coast Guard uniform. So he was really cute. So he had something I wanted. I took you at your word. And uh so you know it's great. I wanted, it. And um and I wrote this stuff down and uh and I shared it with him. And and uh he's still clean and I'm still clean, and it's you know, it's it's a relationship that's lasted years, and he was so loving, so caring, and didn't, you know freak out about stuff that I'd written down. And it was just that moment where you pass through the world that you have been so isolated from for so long. When you share this stuff, you, you just, you can feel yourself just move out of your body into the real world. And all the stuff that you thought discounted you from being a part of the world and being able to be loved, was not true anymore. That everything that was on the paper was the reason people loved you. And that was mind blowing. They didn't love you for the package, they loved you for the contents. And that's for me, what the fourth step does. It's a love letter. It's a love letter that everything inside the box is what people love about you and all of the dirty, all of the stuff that people want to hear. That's the thing. So if you're standing on the precipice, come out into the world, we want you. We want you to take that step. Anybody else?
2: Phil.
6: Uh, Um... Just the uh, transitioning of, um, of the fellowship and uh, with the four step from the uh, um, the old literature that we have, it's, it's still, we still have it, they, they still sell, but with the step working guide. And then um, uh, the last thing that they were talking about in the car report, even our step working guide, now they're talking about uh, revising it. So you stay here long enough, you think you got something new, uh, it's subject to change which is a good thing um just um lately and 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 down through the years uh uh step working guide it seems like it's like the big thing in my sponsorship family and the the thing that i've noticed from the old literature of Narcotics and almost with the four-step stuff to our step working guide the thing that i really like about it is how our spiritual principles are designed uh in each step so with the spiritual principles uh, the member now has the luxury of having the working solution of the step and and when we have the working solution of the steps and and especially with the spiritual principles we now have those uh keys to freedom and we have so many keys uh in all the um uh, steps, but uh, uh, and then how it's asking us questions, and it's and, and it's only the individual can answer the questions uh, for themselves, and that's one thing I I love about it because it does dig deep.
7: That's all I got. Thanks, Phil Edgar. Yeah. So in regards to that question, um, I've done it out of the pamphlet that fourth step pamphlet before years ago Um, and then this last time getting getting clean I did it I guess it's been years too but um, I did it out of the step working guide Um, and I prefer the step working guide personally um, but that's only because I like the structure I like the questions I really liked how they built off each other and the different sections that they had Um, when I did it out of the step working guide. Maybe my sponsor at the time didn't explain it enough, like what I should have done or something, but it just didn't feel, I didn't feel the same. um, I don't know, like digging process as I did with the step working guide. Um, But um, you know, that's, that's just what I've done. Um, And I did, I did wanna say something real quick about the last paragraph too. Um, I like the the part that it talks about not being perfect. If we're perfect, we would not be human. Um, And out of the fourth and fifth step, I, I feel like that's like one of the biggest things that I got out of it. It's understanding that like I am human, like, yeah, I'm an addict, but before all that, I'm a human, just like anybody else on earth, right? And uh, I think through using, I lost this connection to the rest of the world. And I genuinely thought, like, I'm not like these people. And then I get clean and it's like, well, I'm clean now. I'm not like those people because they can do drugs successfully and I can't. Um, And, you know, that's all I knew. And I remember getting to the step and when I read that shit, like I cried. You know, I was at a retreat or a camp out and I was like working on my step work in the woods by myself. And I read that and like I cried because it was like a huge moment for me that I realized like, you know, yeah, I am an addict and no, I can't use successfully. However, like I'm still human, just like my parents, just like people that don't have drug problems. Like, you know, everybody has their own shit to deal with. Right. And this is mine. But like, I'm still human and i don't know it was just like a big connection moment where like i felt a lot of shit and um anyways i just wanted to point that out man i really like that part of these two steps is just like getting that connection back to the rest of the world right society um anyways that's all i got thanks edgar jessica um
5: so i really liked where it said, we develop the ability to survive our emotions, um, because when I was, I mean, I would literally do anything to not feel uh, these emotions, Um, and it's, like, now we get to not only feel them, but, like, survive, like, these feelings are not going to kill us, Um, so I really liked, like, that part in that last paragraph, and then um, the first time I did A round of steps I did the back to basics worksheets um, and there's two different parts like the first part is a basic text study guide so it goes through the entire chapter paragraph by paragraph and kind of asks me questions pretty much just like fill in the blank type stuff as like a a reading guide and the next part um, is the personal inventory worksheet. And which I shared earlier was a condensed version of IP number 10. And it goes through like, like all the stuff that I said earlier. It was a lot of definitions. Um when I came into working a fourth step, I thought it was just, I just list my resentments and why I'm angry and and my part in it. Um, and it really it turned out to be it was a lot of that, but it was a lot more like non-sexual relationships. What assets did that does that person bring out in me? What defects does that person bring out in me? A lot of stuff like that. Um, self-obsession self-centeredness and stuff and then here at the end um it says this process is a healing one a big step in the direction of freedom um and so that was it's like like ending it on a good note like i go through all this stuff and i feel really bad uh about all these things I've done really guilty really shameful and then it's like at the end it's like okay there's hope like this is where the freedom really comes in and once you get that freedom like that that's
3: addicting in itself. Uh, that's all things. Thanks, Jessica. Uh, you know, one of the things that was presented to me that this is a waltz: honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. One, two, three, and it continues: four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And so, fourth, the fourth step is the next honesty step, the downbeat of the waltz. That one, two, three. So. This is a deepening of my first step, it was explained to me. And I thought that was incredibly helpful, is that the stuff that I'd gotten through in the first step, which seemed overwhelming when before you started, got deeper. And I was, I was very pleased with that kind of enlightenment because it helped. I had gotten through a first step, so I can get through a four step. If you can do a first step, you can do a four step. So all we're just asking is just, you know, the peeling back of the onion. We, we talk about that in our literature, that metaphor, is this is just another layer of getting more honest. And, and so what other spiritual principles come to play in the fourth step? What other things are, are you called to in the fourth step to, to kind of put
1: in your toolbox, Donna? So uh, I think for me, this was kind of my first, uh, brush with integrity. Mm. Right. And so what I've learned over the years is that integrity is about, um, if a piece of metal has good integrity, it's like got the same strength all the way through. It's the same, all the way through. Right. So, um, this is where I was learning, like, um, to show up and to be authentically who I was to, um, to try to be the same, whether I was in the room or out of the room, I was trying to learn to do things differently, you know? And, you know, um, I've run across people who have just told me total bullshit on their fourth step. Like, I don't know if anything they said was true, but a lot of it was not. Mostly is lies of omission, just leaving stuff out, right? And just really um, needing to show up. I'm not going to get it all right. I'm not going to remember everything. There's going to be other fourth steps. But really needing to show up with integrity, be who I am, put it down on paper, and then be willing to share what's what's true about myself, the good and the bad, right? That the assets part you guys were talking about earlier. Because isn't any one of us is what does it say in our in our literature? I think we might have been, are as good as we thought we were, or as bad as we thought we were. Like there's none of us, that are that good or that bad, right? And so um, this helps me to identify all of that.
3: Yeah, I think one of the byproducts is meaning what you t- when you talked about integrity. After a fourth step, I started to like if someone say, "Can you do this position? Or can you do th- Can you volunteer to do this?" I would stop really think about it and then make the decision where before I was, yeah, 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 yeah. I want your approval. I want your love. This is the part where we start to see our integrity. Thanks for joining us this evening.
0: Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so with. Tune in next time as we'll pick up where we left off. We'll chunk these in hour-long sessions. Namaste and
2: God bless.